Welcome to Hope City Online. It's so good to see you today. and We hope you're going to be blessed by the message today. If you do enjoy our sermons, then why don't you press the subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss out on any one of our sermons. We upload them every single week. And if you want to give to us today, there is a link to donate in the description. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy the message. Hi, it's great to be with you today. Andrew and I are excited to share this time with you together. We're looking at the authority in two realms today. We're going to have a look at 2 Kings as a physical example of the authority that we have in two realms and then over at Mark 11 as a spiritual example of the authority that we have in two realms today. Yes, and that's really important because we believe that we're in the the year of acceleration. In fact, I believe it's going to be a decade of acceleration And all God's people are going to learn how to operate in this amazing authority that we have both in the spirit realm and in the physical realm. So get ready today because we believe that there's going to be amazing revelation that's going to come to you today as we share on the authority that we have in the two realms. That's right. So let's have a look now at 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14. Now Elijah had been, uh, sorry, Elisha had been suffering from the illness from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. Yeah, and so whenever we see this phrase, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel, uh, we need to take note of this because it's a direct reference to the angelic realm. And so when we look at the authority that we have in the two realms, it's all about God's people stepping up into their authority and understanding that God has released his angelic realm, the angelic host, to be at our disposal, both to care for us and also to wage war on our behalf against the enemy. That's right. In verse 15, Elisha said, get a bow and some arrows. And he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. And when he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. This is an amazing passage of scripture, Karen. It's filled with meaning and typology. So I want you to look again at this verse because it says, Elisha said, get a bow and take some arrows. So we know the bow is a concave vessel. And when we read about boats or bows, it's a picture of our heart or the spirit realm. So Elisha says to the king, pick up the bow, get your spirit ready. Now take an arrow, put an arrow in the bow. And so what he's saying is there's something about to be released, words from your spirit that's going to shift the realm of the spirit. So the arrows are a picture of words and the bow is a picture of the heart. And so Elijah puts his hands on the king's hands. Mm. So what, what that's telling us is that as we come into a deep union with the Father, that he's going to impart his heart, his mind, his authority, his vision for what's about to take, take place. So Elisha, who is a picture of the father, puts his hands on the king's hands. And so the, the king then gets the bow and puts the arrow in the bow and he's about to release the word of the Lord into the realm of the spirit. Yeah, that's right. Verse 17, open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elijah said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans at Afek. That's a wonderful scripture. He will completely destroy them. He's, 
he's saying here to open the east window. This is a declaration that we make in the spirit realm. It is. And a window is a picture um, of opportunity. It's a picture of access into the spirit realm. And the east, we know in the Bible, talks about judgment. So Elisha is is getting him to do a physical act to release his arrow, his words into the spirit realm to make a declaration over the judgment of the enemy. Yes, that's right. So this arrow is fired, as Karen said, into the realm of the spirit. God gives us a word, a strategy, and we release this arrow through the window and there's judgment coming on the enemy. Many of you, you've been under assault from the enemy and God's got a word for you. God, there's a word of authority. So as you shoot that from your spirit through the window, it goes into the spirit realm and it's a declaration of God's intent over all the works of the enemy. So we see in this story, Karen, that the arrow, and it's really important, the arrow is first shot into the wind. That's the realm of the spirit. We need to understand authority first is released in the spirit realm. So the arrow shot into the wind Everything begins in the spirit realm. We want to emphasize this point today. It all begins in the realm of the spirit. Authority first takes place in the realm of the spirit. But then, Karen, Mm. the arrow is struck on the ground. So first the arrow shot into the air, which is the realm of the spirit, and then the arrow struck on the ground. So it's a picture of the spirit realm being manifest in the physical realm. First it's done in the spirit, and then it's manifest in the realm of, of, of the physical, our, our world. And so the arrow shot in the wind and then struck on the ground. That's right. Verse 18, then he said, take the arrows and the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you'll only defeat it three times. Yeah, loser. (laughs) I don't know why he did that. I guess we probably have done things like that ourselves. He didn't materialise the victory that was gained when he shot the arrow through the window. Think about that. There were five or six victories that were already won for him in the spirit but he he didn't exercise faith and and get the arrow and and strike it on the ground to release what was done in the spirit so it was manifest in the physical realm. Our faith materializes our spiritual realities. So there are so many things for you and I today that have been uh, gained victory in the spirit realm. Ephesians 1.3 tells us that we're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the realm of the spirit. So it's all there but it's our faith when we strike the ground that pulls what's in the spirit realm Mm. and makes it manifest in the physical realm. That's right. Let's look at verse 20. Yes. Elisha died and was buried. Now Moabite raiders used to enter the country every spring. While some Israelites were burying a man, suddenly they saw a band of raiders. So they threw the man's body into Elisha's tomb. When the body touched Elisha's bones, the man came to life and stood up on his feet. That's a decent miracle. That's amazing. This is another illustration where we see the effects of the king not striking the ground enough. Yes, it is. Because there was still unfulfilled purpose, unfulfilled miracles. The mantle really hadn't been finished on Elisha's life. We know that um, when the mantle was passed over from Elijah, to Elisha, 
Elisha asked for a double portion, didn't he? He did, yeah. And Elijah had 14 miracles. And so we know Elisha should have had 28 miracles. That's right. But when he died, he had only 27 that were manifest in the spirit, in the natural realm. But in fact, there were 28 in the spirit realm because God had given him a promise. And it's the same for you and I. When God gives us a promise, just because we haven't seen it manifest in the physical realm yet, doesn't mean that it's not a spiritual reality. Yeah. So like the king, he had six victories in the spirit realm over the enemy, but only three were manifested because he struck the ground three times. And so as Karen said, there's so much unfulfilled potential because we don't strike the ground and make a demand on that which is given to us in the spirit. And I have this this idea, I don't know how true it is, but it's mine, so I'll give it out. I think that God has preordained many, many uh, miracle signs and wonders for the body of Christ. Mm. And when they're not exercised in one generation, I don't think they, they, are, they die and God says, well, you know, too bad, so sad. I think that mm. they're collected on for the next generation. So like Elisha, there were untold, unfulfilled blessings and miracles that were stored up that were waiting for the next generation to make a demand. Absolutely. Think about that. A dead man made a demand on the miracles that were light up in Elisha's body. Yeah. And so I want to encourage you today that not just for your own life, but you can also draw on that which previous generations didn't grab a hold of. So as you take the, the arrow and you strike it on the ground, as you make a demand on that which God has stored up for you, you can access and draw on every single bit that God has for you. And not just what God has for you, but I believe like you do too, Karen, that previous generations that may have lost things because of fear, because of poor teaching, I believe that God has stored that up. And in the last days, the Bible said that the ploughman will overtake the reaper, that we will come into such a season of acceleration. Yeah, amen. So that's exciting, isn't it? So let's now look at the New Testament equivalent that Karen spoke about at the start. So we're going to now look at the, the spiritual mechanics or how it works in the spirit realm. We're going to get God's mind. What are the kingdom laws that shape these two realms of of authority? So let's look, Karen, now at Mark 11, verse 22. So Jesus answered them and said, have faith in God. Or some translations say, have the faith of God. Yeah. For assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them. Believe that you've got them and you will have them. That's great. So there are some great keys to operate in the two realms of authority, both the spirit realm and also the physical realm. And the first thing that we want to see here is that you and I have the very faith of God himself. His faith is our faith. That's right. God gave me his faith so that I could be born again. And God gave you his faith and you his faith, Andrew, so that you could be born again. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. That's so clear to us today, isn't it? It's a gift from God. Romans 12, 3 says, God has given to every person the measure of faith. It's not a measure. It's not a bit 
bit bigger bit for some people and a smaller bit for others, but it is, it is the measure. It is the fullness. God only works in fullness. That's he doesn't right. work in halves. He's an extravagant God and he never holds back That's right. from his children. And we need to remember today that faith is a gift. It's not an intellectual force. It's a spiritual gift from God. It's not something that we conjure up with our mind, but it comes from our spirit. And so we need to operate from that place in our spirit, not from our head. And when we get under pressure, when we find challenges and face challenges like the king did, yeah. we need to be operating out of a place from our spirit, out of the promises of God, because that's where the life flows. Our, our brain isn't big enough. It's not smart enough, even for the smartest person, yeah. to be able to figure everything out. Yeah, that's right. And Paul calls it the word of faith. In Romans 10, it's the word of faith. So as we hear the word of God, the very faith of God is imparted to us. And I think a lot of Christians don't realise that, that as they pick up the Bible and they read it, what, what's happening is God's faith is contained in His word. And as we read the word of God, His faith is being imparted to us. You know, and when the word of God comes into our life, it's like faith explodes on the inside. There's this, there's this spiritual force that is released in our life. It's so important that we understand that we have the very faith of God so we can operate in both the spirit realm and in the physical realm. And, and one of the things I want you to notice in this passage, uh, when we look back at 2 Kings 13, is this is what Elisha operated in this realm of faith. And faith is governed, Karen, by spiritual laws. People think that, God blesses them and heals them and does miracles in their life because He's a God of love. And, you know, if we pray hard enough and we mm. cry enough mm. and if we sob and if we put on a pity party, then God will feel sorry for us and He'll meet our needs. And it's it, the furthest thing from the truth. The kingdom of God is governed by laws and faith is a spiritual law. And we need to understand that if we're going to operate in both the realms, in the spirit realm and in the physical realm, then we need to operate in the realm of faith. And so I want just to continue on as we unpack these laws because these laws are so powerful. Now, let's just go back to verse 24 of Mark 11. And it says, Therefore I say to you, so this is God speaking to you today, everyone who can hear my voice, whatever, so that's anything, whatever things you ask when you pray, I want you to believe that you have received them. So that's a spiritual law. Believe that you've received them and you will have them. So when I pray, here's a spiritual law, I believe that I've received what I've prayed for. Yeah, that's right. There's so much happening under the surface that we don't see. Yeah. We know that the spirit realm is the greater reality because everything happens from the spirit realm first, doesn't it? That's right. And Jesus illustrated this principle so beautifully in uh, Mark 11 with the fig tree. You see, faith in Hebrews 11, it says, is the substance of things that we don't see. Yeah. That's what faith is. That's right. And I think our biggest challenge can be that we need to believe when we speak that something's actually happening. Yeah, something's happening that we can't see. And that's what you said. It's, it's what Jesus did when he cursed the fig tree. Before Mark 11, 22 to 24, Jesus, as Karen said, had, had cursed the fig tree. Now, I want you to see something in this story because in Matthew's account, in verse uh, chapter 21 of Matthew, 
we see the spiritual reality of what takes place. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, Matthew 21 says it died immediately. Do you hear that, Karen? Right away, the fig tree died. So you need to understand that when you pray, you need to believe that immediately God has worked. You can't see it, but here's the truth, that when you pray the prayer of faith in the realm of the Spirit, the answer has come. So when the king shot the arrow through the window, there were six victories right there and then done in the realm of the Spirit. And that's the issue is that many of us, well, we can't see that. But nevertheless, the truth is the truth that the moment you pray, you believe that's a done deal. And so in Matthew 21, Jesus speaks and the fig tree dies immediately. But in Matthew 11 verse 20, there's there's a physical reality that the moment Jesus spoke to the same fig tree, Mark says that it dried up at the roots. Mm. And it then took 12 hours for it to physically appear that it was dead. So the disciples didn't know it was dead, only Jesus knew it was dead. So in the physical realm, it was dead in, 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 at the roots, but no one could see that except Jesus. They could only see a tree that lo- appeared still like it was alive. But the truth was that the moment Jesus spoke, it died at the roots underneath, but it took 12 hours to appear in the physical realm. Yeah, so the moment that we pray, God acts and he sends his angels That's right. to work on our behalf. But how often we don't, we don't see the spirit reality of the situation. That's right. We just go straight to the natural and then that's when we can get discouraged and we think, well, maybe it wasn't God's plan for me because we're thinking with our head. We're thinking in the natural, it wasn't God's plan for me. If it's healing, oh, you know, we go into this strange mindset of, well, maybe it's not God's plan for me to be healed. That's right. But the spirit reality, his word says that it is his yeah. desire that we would be healed, that That's we right. are healed by his stripes. That's it's, right. a, it's a spiritual reality. That's good. Yeah. So as, as Karen and I have said, the moment we pray, we believe that God has acted, he's heard our prayer and he's released his power like he did with his fig tree. Now, the issue is as long as there's no hindrances on the outside, it can manifest immediately. So Jesus could see what was taking place. He could see that the fig tree was dead. He could see that when he cursed it. But the the disciples, they they didn't have that same spiritual perception. Mm. They didn't understand that when you pray, believe you received it and you've got it. They were were led by their physical senses. So they couldn't see that. But Jesus had the ability to see beyond the natural and see right down into the roots. And he knew that when he spoke, it was done. He could see the fig tree had died. And so it's so important, Karen, that we get the vision like Jesus does. We get the spiritual perception that the moment we speak, it's been done in the spirit. Yeah, that's right. So it's our level of insight that we have that that really will determine the degree of faith that we can operate in. And sometimes we try and do that outside the realm that that we're ready for. But it's important to know where you're at and, and to start where you're at. That's right. That's, that's really important. See, for God, he, he said to Abraham in Genesis 13, 14 to 15, for as far as your eyes can see, it shall be given to you. And yeah. that's a really important place for us to start in our walk of faith is to begin even with just the baby steps of just beginning to see, take his word and 
and meditate on his word and start to visualise in the spirit realm. Because like with the fig tree, Jesus could see in the spirit. The disciples couldn't see what was happening to the roots that were hidden. That's right. And so for us, that's as we grow in our walk of faith, we have all the faith of God, Mm. but we learn in increments, don't we? That's right. How to to exercise that faith. And our imagination is so important in that realm as we begin to meditate on the word and imagine like Abraham did, as far as your eye can see. He probably had his eyes shut when he was looking. Yeah. (laughs) Probably not in the natural. Yeah. So I want to encourage people today with your imagination. And we we just want to pray for you this morning that the eyes of your imagination will be opened in the spirit realm today, that people will find the freedom in Jesus' name to begin to see, to begin to imagine and to allow themselves, their their emotions to actually go into the Word of God today and and to start to to dream. That's right. Now, you know, as Karen said, we're growing that. Elisha put his hands on the king's hands and there was a transference from Elijah's faith to the king. So as we fellowship with the Lord, there's a well that's being created in our life. We become more like our father. We're drawing directly from the father's heart. We begin to understand that whatever's not found in God is not found in us. There's no sickness. There's mm. no lack in God. There's no unfruitfulness in God. So Jesus knew that. And that's the reason he cursed the fig tree because he was one with the father and he knew that this was not the father's desire to have unfruitfulness. It's also like a picture of Adam you know, and Eve. They walked with the father in the cool of the day. They, mm. they got his heart. They, they understood his ways. And then after they walked with him, they were able to release faith words into their environment and bring their environment into alignment with the heart of the father. Yeah. So as we conclude this first point, we pray and we believe that we've received in the spirit realm. It's so important we have the faith of God. We then pray, we believe that we've received it in the spirit realm. And so let's go on to the next point in verse 24. So the next point is the manifestation in the the physical realm. Yeah. So Mark 11, 24 says, "'Whatever things I ask for when I pray, "'I believe that I have received them.'" So that's the manifestation in the spirit realm. "'And I will have them, which is the manifestation in the physical realm. So we've got to learn how to manifest it in the physical realm. That's That's right. Like that's the next step, isn't it? That's the challenge. So faith is a bridge between the spirit realm and the physical realm. It's the evidence of things unseen. It's interesting in this verse, verse 24, it says, believe that you've received them and you will have them. And, And that phrase, you will have them, is an interesting phrase. It says, He who believes those things, he says, will be done. He will have whatever he says. Sorry, in verse 23, I was referring to. So so let's go back to verse 23. I meant to read verse 23. He who believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. And so what what that's telling us is that when we pray in the spirit realm, there's there's an assembling that takes place in the physical realm. That verse 23, it will be done. It's birthing, it's coming into existence, it's being manifest, it's being assembled. So whatever is in the spirit realm, when we pray in the spirit realm, it then begins to be assembled in the realm of the physical. That's right. God's bringing all those spiritual realities and He's putting them into the natural realm, into an order 
that we can understand. Yeah, we're pulling yeah. from the spirit realm yeah. into the natural yeah. realm. It's like when we lay hands on the sick, it says they shall recover. So sometimes we, we pray for people and it's a spiritual reality in the spirit realm, but, but it hasn't yet manifest in the natural realm. So, so it says we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So sometimes there's, uh, there's an assembling, there's a birthing, there's a process, there's a manifestation. And often, I know for me, I've prayed for people that are sick and they haven't been instantly healed. And we think, well, God hasn't healed them. But the reality is that sometimes there's an assembling, there's a mm. birthing, there's a manifestation. And we need to strike the arrow on the ground, keep praying, keep believing, keep confessing, keep de declaring. Yeah, that's right. And as we declare, one of the things I love is that God's angels go to work on my behalf. They do. They go to work on your behalf today. The Bible says in Hebrews 1.14, angels are sent to minister to the inheritors of salvation. That's you and me today. Mm. It says in Genesis 17.7, enforcing the blessing of Abraham to his seed in their generation. In Psalm 103, angels heed the voice of his word and are ministers to do his pleasure. They work on our behalf yes. in accordance with the word of God when we speak God's word. Yeah, Amen. And, and we said that the angels and the chariots surrounded Elisha's ministry. Yeah. Uh, we read about that in 2 Kings 6. Uh, there's a man, I, I don't know if he's alive anymore, but his name was Hilton Sutton and he was a, a well-known writer and many other writers agree with him that according to Revelation 5 verse 11, Karen, yep. that they think there's a hundred trillion angels. I mean, that's staggering to think about that. These are angels that are warring on our behalf and the calculations are a bit like this. Imagine that there were 2.5 billion people saved right now and I think that would be a stretch, but let's just say there was. If there were 2.5 billion believers today and there's 100 trillion angels, that means every believer has not 10, not 20, not 30, but 40,000 angels at their disposal. So think about that, that as we pray and we're working with the angels, God is moving that which is in the spirit realm to manifest yeah. in the physical realm. So we, we begin to draw on that as, as we decree all these angels are working with us to see the spirit realm manifest. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? That's, that's a lot of employees. That is. Isn't it? <laughs> so we've got to keep working with God. That's right. We've got to keep speaking his word until it manifests itself in the physical realm. Yeah. So Jesus often did that. You know, he prayed for a man that was blind and he wasn't healed straight away. So he prayed again because sometimes there's hindrances. But we understand that as we pray, the angels are at work. Andrew Womack puts it like this, that sometimes we've got to move the devil an inch at a time. We just keep persevering. Yeah. We want to say to you today, exercise your authority in the, in the realm of the spirit, but then exercise your authority in the natural realm as well. Yeah, that's right. Because we've got to do that. We've got to use our voice. God is one of the things I love is that God calls us into partnership with him. That's right. He doesn't just do everything for us, but he wants us to interact with him, to actually have a relationship with him. He is a yeah. relational God. And God won't talk to your mountain for you. God's given you a voice and he wants you to speak to that mountain. And I often think about that as parents. God's not a, a helicopter parent. Sometimes I can be a helicopter parent from time to time and want to do things for the kids and make sure everything's all okay. But 
I need to release them. That's we right. need to release our kids and let them have opportunity. And there is so much joy when you see your children achieve something for yeah. themselves. And God gets so much joy when we take him at his word and we speak to the mountain. Yeah. You know, yeah. it says in 2 Timothy verse chapter 2, verse 13, that if we're faithless, he remains faithful. That's for right. He cannot deny himself. Our so safety net. It is. So God has declared in heaven, it's done, it's settled. He cannot deny himself, but the issue is whether we're faithless. So God's done his part. Mm. He's made it, he's decreeing in the heavenly realms that you're healed, that you're prosperous, that you're victorious. Now it's up to us now to exercise our faith and speak to our mountain. That's right. Because when that spirit of faith is on us, that manifestation, our, we come into that maturity in our faith that we're able to break through. That's right. And that's yeah. why it says, ask and you receive. Seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open. And that last phrase, knocking, it's really for the realm of those that are mature in their faith. They begin to knock and press in. Uh, knock and the door will be open. It's, it's the warfare thing. It's the striking, the arrow on the ground. You may be tired, you may be sick, you may have been discouraged, the enemy may be coming up against you, but you pick up that arrow and you strike the ground. I could feel like standing up now and striking yeah. something. And you get determined, you get aggressive. And there's times where I've had to stand up and say, no more will you do this to me, enemy. And I strike the arrow on the ground. I get aggressive in the realm of spirit. I begin to decree that this is my inheritance and I will not back off. I call it the bull terrier spirit yeah. where readers say, not on my turf. You will not touch my kids. You will not touch my church. You will not touch my finances. It's warfare where we get that arrow. And I think that King Karen was just mm. a bit... He just laid back. He, he just thought it would just happen. Mm. But Eli that's why Elisha was angry. He said, get that arrow, strike the ground. Faith is not supposed to be intimidated, is it? No, it's not. It's not weak. It's not insipid. It's that's strong. Right. That's right. And that's the same for the king. He, he had that authority. He was the king. He yeah. was the only one that had that authority. That's right. And today you're the only one that has the authority over your own life. Yeah. God's given you that authority, That's hasn't right. he? And we want to say to you that this is what your spirit's built for. Your spirit finds comfort in the unseen realm. Our physical body, our emotions may scream, but your spirit, your God DNA, your spirit man is designed for the realm of faith, for operating where you can't see. You're built for this. This is why you're designed. That's right. Because we're born of God. That's right. We've got his victory. It says in 1 John 5, 4, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is a victory that overcomes the world. It's our faith. That's right. So as we conclude today, let's look back at the king. He struck the ground three times and then he stopped. Why did he stop when he was impacting that unseen realm? Yeah. Every time he acted, something was happening. And sometimes we pray and then we stop. But something is happening when you hold fast your confession. That's there right. is something happening in the spirit realm. Be encouraged today. That's right. Because when we refuse to give up, we become like that fig tree. That's right. Yeah. So in Mark, Matthew 21, as I said before, Karen, the spiritual reality is this. I want you to hear this carefully today, that when Jesus spoke, the fig tree died. So I want you to hear that when you speak, in faith, when you take the bow and you release the arrow through the window into the realm of the spirit, 
when you speak from your spirit, man, yeah. and you decree the word of the Lord, the fig tree dies immediately. That's right. When you speak to your mountain, it is removed. When you speak to your finances, when you speak to whatever it is that needs to be moved out the way, when you decree against the enemy, it is a done deal. Amen. That's Matthew 21. Yeah. However, Matthew 11, 20 says <laughs> that the moment Jesus spoke to the fig tree, it, it withered at the roots, but it took 12 hours for it to appear in the natural realm. So sometimes there are hindrances, there are things that happen, and we've just got to keep striking the ground yeah. until we get our breakthrough. Yeah. And so we want you to remember that there is authority in two realms, the spirit realm and the physical realm. And I think many times we, we stop short of the victory, like Elisha, 27 miracles when there should have been 28. Yeah. And we miss what God has because we think, well, maybe God wasn't in it. You know, I prayed and maybe God hasn't answered my prayer. But the reality is he's answered your prayer in the spirit realm. And there's a war. There may be contention in the physical realm. But God is at work. And you, church, everyone that hears my voice, you have authority in both realms. And when you understand that, miracles will be your portion. So we pray for you today. And so why don't you lift up your hands where you sit today, wherever you might be. You may be in Australia, you may be hearing this in America, England, wherever you are, the time is no, no barrier with God. And so Karen and I, we release the spirit of faith yes. today over you. And we say that you have authority in both realms. You have authority in the spirit realm and you have authority in the realm of the flesh. And we say that is a done deal. We say that you have the bow, you have the spirit of God. God is putting his hands on your hands today. Yes. And you are releasing great faith into the realm of the spirit. Yes. It is a done deal as you speak. And we ask Father that there would come the spirit of faith and patience and perseverance. Yes. Lord. That they'd pick up that arrow and they would strike the ground in the physical realm until what is in, the, is in the spirit is manifest yes. in the physical realm. We say that this is the day of acceleration yes. of miracles, signs and wonders. These are the days where men and women are mighty in faith and in signs and wonders. So we say that this is your portion, this is your inheritance. And we release the faith that is in our lives into your life Thank today. You, and we say, God be at work in, in the hearts of those that hear this message. We pray these things. Let authority be released into their lives and great faith. Yes. And so on behalf of Karen and I, we bless you. And we say, may you walk in faith and authority all the days of your life. God bless you. God bless you. See you next week. Thank you for watching Hope City Online. We really hope you were blessed by the message today. And if God's spoken to you, why don't you leave us a comment? We would love to hear from you. If you do enjoy our messages, you can press the subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss any one of our sermons. And if you want to give to us today, the link is in the description. Otherwise, we'll see you next time.